Next on BYU Sports Nation, next item for BYU basketball, victory in Vegas. Do the Cougars accept this mission? Former BYU basketball standout and BYU TV analyst Anson Wender on why the Cougars can win three in Vegas. Plus, BYU spring football one day away, and BYU baseball actually lost the game? Big deal? No deal. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision on a Monday, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. February 29th, it's a leap year. Yeah! Happy birthday to all those leap year people. That'd be so weird to have a birthday today. I'm 13 years old, but you're really like 52. It's like, well, no, just minus like 12 or 30 days. Do you celebrate your birthday on February 28th or March 1st in non-leap years? It's a good question. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. Wherever and however you're dialed in with that in mind, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU Sports Nation Oscars analyst and red carpet reporter, Jerem Jordan. Wow. Uh, maybe we need this for the Y Awards. Oh, a red carpet? Well, it, or a blue carpet? Blue carpet, man. The blue carpet. I caught myself. I know. Good job. Good job. Um, yeah, I'm not that guy. But you know what? We are now. We're on Snapchat, by the way. We're on Snapchat. Snap, we, snappy. We, we just added it. Uh, you can follow us, BYUSN, on Snapchat. BYUSN. We're excited. So you can follow us on Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, Instagram. There's probably others, but those are the four we're probably going to focus on the most. We're going to start doing <laughs> way more behind-the-scenes stuff, which will be fun for not only show here, but we'll be in Vegas Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. So tons of stuff, like Spencer taking a nap in the middle of the day when he should be getting ready for a game or whatever. We'll oh, have that's that weird. On, you haven't vined that out before. <laughs> we'll, have that Twice. On, we'll have that on Snapchat. That kind of awesome content. Us dunking, playing Tecmo in our office. You know, it would be great. Yeah, my 12-inch <laughs> vertical, which you profiled on Snapchat when we were in the testing well, stages. Yeah, that was in the beta stage last week. So, yeah. The beta <laughs> stage. <laughs> Version 2.0 of BYU Sports Nation Snapchat. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> really fun stuff. It's kind of dangerous that we've actually been given the keys to that. It's, well, it's, well, luckily, yeah, we're part of the... It's a new fun dynamic. Yeah, we all sna- yeah, snap or whatever. We're in our yeah, we're in our 30s. We're figuring this out. Okay, <laughs> now, now to your other level of expertise, Jerem. Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. Oscar winner. What took so long, right? What took so long? Yeah, the internet broke, by the way. There were so many good uh, gifs and memes and everything. Kevin Garnett, anything is possible. <laughs> Leo, yeah. uh, Steph Curry's his 40-footer that won. He should have won was, Best Picture. It was, it was Leo shooting the Oscar into the hoop. Dude, you know, Steph Curry should have won Best Picture for what he did on Saturday night. Yeah. During the men's volleyball match, I saw that Steph Curry. something happened with Steph Curry, like four – People reacted immediately, and I thought, he hit a buzzer beater or something. And then I saw it. That, in a way, helped me move past the result for BYU basketball on Saturday night. Because the Steph Curry shot in that game was like so overwhelmingly uh, awesome and taking over social media that I was like, okay, flip the page. Flip the page, and then he hits that 40-footer. Men's basketball, by the way, leads off today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. They lost against Gonzaga Saturday 71-68. That means they're now the three-seed at the tournament in Vegas Jerem doesn't think that win or lose, or thinks that win or lose, it doesn't really matter. He'll explain more on that in just a bit. BYU Santa Clara, Saturday at 4 Eastern on BYU TV. Anson Winder will break down the Vegas tournament next segment. 22nd ranked women's hoops lost by 18 at Gonzaga Saturday, 73-55, snapping a 16-game win streak. BYU still now 
five uh, in Spokane against the Zags. BYU is the number one seed, however, and plays the winner of Pepperdine and Pacific Friday at 3 Eastern on BYU TV. They had a two-point lead going into the fourth quarter and lost by 18. They were negative 20 in the fourth. Yikes. Second-rate men's volleyball, all they do is sweep. Both matches against CSUN over the weekend, most lately. BYU has a school record 10 straight sweeps. They play two at Hawaii this week. Tough road matches. And they play Wednesday and Friday due to men's basketball. So they leave tomorrow. Uh, Bronson Kafusi performed well at the NFL Combine yesterday, running a 4.87 in the 40. He finished in the top five among defensive linemen in the three-cone drill and the 20-yard shuttle. So nicely done. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Vegas vacation. We're a dangerous team. I don't think any team really wants to play us from our conference because, you know, how explosive we are offensively. And NCAA tournament, you don't talk about that, but that's the same thing. We're that type of team where if we get in, we can kind of beat anybody. And I think we're only going to get better, you know, as the season goes on. And obviously we only have a limited window, and I think we're going to play our best basketball. Chase Fisher after the Saturday loss to Gonzaga on senior night. The resolve that he and Kyle Collinsworth came into in that postgame conference was Notable. I mean, they walked in with kind of just this like, hey, it's it happened. It's disappointing. But clearly the conversation in the locker room was go win three in Las Vegas. And Chase Fisher feels like the Cougars will play their best basketball down there. Why wouldn't they? They've beaten everyone in the league. I don't know why they wouldn't have that confidence going into Vegas. And they played two tight games with Gonzaga, went BYU's way uh, late and executed late. Uh, in Spokane, did not in Provo. So the loser in both games against Gonzaga had 68 points, by the way. It was 69-68 and then 71-68. And so in a the, weird way, Gonzaga had a bunch of opportunities to win the game in Spokane, and BYU had a bunch of opportunities yes. to do it in Provo. Uh, yeah, a bunch. Thank you, DeMontis Sabonis, for bricking two free throws <laughs> and then having an offensive foul and fouling out, right? Yeah, BYU had ample opportunity. It was disappointing to lose. But in my opinion, the Gonzaga game against BYU Saturday didn't matter. Okay, why, because, why would you say that? Because in a week, BYU has to play them anyway. Had BYU won the game by 100 points and St. Mary's still beat San Francisco, BYU would be the two seed matching up with Gonzaga in the semifinal on Monday. I think that BYU knows what they are. I don't think, based on the determination uh, in the body language and tone of voice from Fisher and Collinsworth, that BYU needed any crazy kind of result to validate anything that they've done this season. They feel confident. They know they've got to shoot the ball better than, what was it, 32% uh, on Saturday against Gonzaga. BYU knows what they are, and it's a hair within a hair behind or ahead of Gonzaga. On Saturday, it was behind. In Spokane, it was ahead. The game, to me... Didn't matter all that much because next Monday, Bury's got to beat them anyways to get probably to St. Mary's on Monday on Tuesday night. Okay, one, you're totally ruling out the fact that BYU could have used that victory for at-large hopes. No, it's gone. It's gone. They were on Joe Lenardi's page before the Gonzaga game. Why would they be off if they had won that game? No, so there's still that. No, you're forgetting the point. There's still, still that. Be, uh, they, they have three 200-plus losses. They wouldn't have the to win the conference it's tournament championship. Over. They wouldn't have to win the conference tournament yes, championship. they would. It's over. Both are opinion-based. I don't agree with yours. You don't agree with mine. BYU has no at-large ability, even if they beat Gonzaga. But they what? lost, and no, now it's gone. On, man. Now it's gone. Those three losses were way too much. We'll never you know, know who doesn't have? We'll never know. You know who doesn't have any 200-plus losses? The two teams in the conference, well, there's probably only one with some at-large ability, and it's St. Mary's. Not yeah. Gonzaga. Well, Gonzaga's got to win the league, too. What's Gonzaga's record against the RPI Top 50? 
I don't know, but they, but they went home with a trophy because they won the WCC with St. Mary's. That's all I know. This whole, hey, did okay, you are we did old? you say Gonzaga uh, uh, something in decay on Friday about Gonzaga's program? No, there was a tweet about that. There was a tweet. Whoever tweeted that, they just won a WCC title. How are they in decay? What are you talking about? Because they're 0-5 against the RPI Top 50 and outside of Lenardi's bracket. That's why. Because they're always in and they're coming off their best season ever. That's why it feels like decay. Gonzaga's decay is better than BYU's best season in the WCC right now. They have hardware. BYU doesn't. So now BYU is trying to get some hardware in Vegas. Here's the thing. We're talking about BYU-Gonzaga rematching on Monday. Are we are we not overlooking the fact that BYU has a game on Saturday against somebody not named Gonzaga? Debatably, which brings us to our stat of the day. <laughs> it's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU plays Santa Clara Saturday. BYU's never lost to Santa Clara in WCC play. In fact, they won this year's games by an average of 35. We still are... got still got to win that game. Still got to win that game. Thank you, Captain Obvious. BYU plays Santa Clara on BYU TV for Eastern Straight Time Saturday. disrespect. Absolutely. And they if there's any team that deserves to be disrespected, it's Santa Clara because of the way BYU has dominated them. I add them to the list of disrespectful uh, people or schools uh, on my list. One, the countdown. Two, the University of Utah. Three, outskates of UCLA. And four, Santa Clara men's basketball is now on my okay, list. Okay, so with hashtag Santa Clara disrespect in mind... <laughs> We whip out today's Twitter question. What does BYU need to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday? We just assume <laughs> win. Listen, uh, on your business card, does it say coach or player Spencer Linton? No, but here's the thing. Like, I didn't know you had to take it you one want, game at a time. You want me to answer the question? What does BYU need to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday? Play need, our game. They need to beat Santa Clara on Saturday to get to the game on Monday. How man, about that? Man, that is really opinion-based and interesting. Isn't it? Isn't it? Draw us up a play while Do you're Do I at think it. that BYU will dominate Santa Clara? <laughs> Absolutely. But it's you still have to respect the fact that there is that game before an opportunity at Gonzaga exists. Yeah. You have to respect that there's a team there? There is a team there, and its name is Santa Clara. Yes. If BYU loses that game, they deserve what they get. They're not going to lose that game. BYU's going to win that game Saturday. I know it was a close one last year. BYU won by an average of 28 points in the regular season games, and then BYU won by what, two? Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, or one or whatever. Jared Brownridge had an unbelievable game, and he had another really good backcourt exactly. guard. Exactly. BYU's not going to lose that game. So, BYU's the three seed. They play six seed Santa Clara, and then the winner of Portland and Gonzaga. Meanwhile, St. Mary's, if they get to the semis, plays Pepperdine, potentially, who is the only team to beat them twice. The only team. If you want to get to the Gonzaga, the West Coast Conference Final, we'll see, man. I th- I think they've so. they've got to do something they haven't done this hey, year. It's probably a, it's an interesting setup for Vegas. It really is because BYU uh, has beaten everybody. They played close games with Gonzaga. They split uh, with both the Zags and St. Mary's. They split with Pepper. I mean, it's going to be fun. The We're desperation be be factor for this year's tournament is tangible for everybody because there's yeah for everyone i think that st mary's gun and byu feel like oh we have to win this tournament Guess or what? we don't get in pepperdine it's one big league, pepperdine people. could win it's that one tournament. big league pepperdine could win that tournament maybe yeah they beat I byu i don't see they pepperdine beat st. Mary's. i don't see pepperdine Twice. getting through two of those teams i see one potentially whoever wins that tournament will have earned it for sure because you got to beat two of the top four most likely yes on back-to-back days yes it's really a, it's, intriguing stuff. It's going to be fun. And again, it's a nine-team tournament, not a ten, because Pacific's not in it. BYU won both games against Santa Clara by 35 this year. And I know they were, you yeah. said 28 last year, and they won by two in the tournament. So yeah. even if they win by, by seven, six. six or seven, <laughs> okay. See, you're admitting. 
doing it too. Uh, look, I, so yes, funny. I am ninety nine percent sure and confident that BYU will dominate Santa Clara. But, but still, like, it like, feels like you're like jinxy respect, with this. Superstitious. There's no jinx here. No. No. It sure feels like it. Well, well, once you say seventeen plus, then it's jinxed. Seventeen plus. <laughs> 17 plus. BYU by 17 plus on Saturday. Oh. Against Santa Clara. What does BYU need to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday? <laughs> At Pinacaguapo1 says, not look past Santa Clara. What was that Twitter handle? At Pinacaguapo1. Wow. I think that's how I say it. That was good. Then he says, or she, who knows? Maybe Gonzaga will lose in the first round to Portland. <sighs> that would be nice. That'd be really nice. Okay, split with Portland too. <laughs> rubber match, a rubber match in the semifinal. Yes. Both teams won at each other's place. Rubber and match on a neutral floor. Hello, I, compelling. I love the matchup with Gonzaga. It is so tough. Yet BYU played some of its best defense all year. Yet the Cougars couldn't quite execute down the stretch. Uh, and Gonzaga made some nice adjustments as we kind of rewind to Saturday. They protected the rim so much. BYU was plus twenty. In points in the paint, Spokane. In a game points. that you say didn't matter. In a game that I say, yeah, okay, I don't want to break it down then. It didn't matter. <laughs> it, it really didn't matter. If BYU wins that game, they're the, they're the two and the three. They have to beat Gonzaga anyway next Monday. To me, well, they could have built up confidence. No, BYU knows what it, it, it is. You know what? You they know wouldn't be lacking matter? in any way. Trust me. Chase Fisher, Kyle Collinsworth would have that team in the same position, win or lose, by 100 or win by 100. Next Monday, trust me. In the sentimental way, Doesn't matter. See, it's senior night. That stinks. Yeah, well, the, that yeah. stinks. The senior night angle of that, yeah, sure. And it's the first loss in the last, or I heard in the Dave Rose era in the regular season, or is it just the last regular five season years? finale? Yeah, in the regular season finale. So I, BYU hasn't lost back to back games all year. Blah, blah, blah. It, it to me, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You're gonna have to go through Gonzaga next Monday, anyways, in the semifinal. Speaking of Dave Rose, interesting comments from him. After the game, and he told us earlier in the week, it's not likely we're going to get an at-large. We probably got to win three in Vegas. Not a real anyway. option, and so yeah, the real yeah. option. So he kind of carried that over into his comments. Listen to this. I uh, feel for my guys. I mean, they, they they fought hard, and you know, it wasn't our best game, but we battled really hard. And now we got to regroup and get ready for next Saturday. See who we play and get rolling on that. Here's why I am confident that BYU can run the table in Vegas because they won't shoot that poorly again. They won't. Yeah, it, those it just, are really poor It just won't happen. It really was. It will not happen. And here's some even more good news, Jerem. BYU has a 100% chance of making the NCAA tournament with 25 wins. That, according to noda.com, <laughs> logic101.com, and also teamrankings. And I'm an idiot.com. <laughs> It's 100% on team rankings? 100%. At 25? Oh, because, because they, they oh, win the uh, tournament. Yeah, because they just lost. Because they win the tournament. That makes sense. Conversation happening right now on Get Twitter. Use here. the hashtag BYUSN and join BYU Sports Team Nation. rankings. What does BYU need to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday? At Runner 10 says better shooting percentage. Yes, got to do better than 32%. And finishing around the hoop. Lack of points in the paint killed BYU. Yeah, Gonzaga protected the rim. They did rim. a good BYU, job defensively against BYU, forcing the Cougars to shoot a ton of threes. BYU couldn't get to the rim, so they're shooting a lot of threes and didn't shoot it well. And that uh, didn't bode well for the Cougars. 10 of 32 from distance. 32 threes. What are they, man, the Warriors? Man, I know there are a ton of people that are like, well, the referees blew that game for me. You got to shoot better than 32 threes. referees cents. didn't, yeah. Trust me. Oh, I, you know who I forgot on that list of my disrespect list? WCC officials. <laughs> totally <laughs> forgot about them. My bad. They're, probably, they're number two on the list of Utah. What does BYU need to do? 
at Mr. J. Swan says beat Santa Clara first. <laughs> what does Anson Weiner think the Cougars have to do to beat Gonzaga on Monday? He joins us next. Beat Gonzaga. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. A simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, and the conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. And, oh, by the way, we are now on Snapchat as well. Bring it. Hey, we'll be down in the West Coast Conference Tournament uh, for tons of games, uh, 11 games, including the BYU women, uh, two, at least two of those games, potentially uh, you know, a third there with uh, ESPNU covering that. But the women play Friday, 3 Eastern time. TBD on the opponent. It's Pacific or Pepperdine, the 8-9 matchup. And then the men play on BYU TV as well Saturday at 4 Eastern time. So both of those on BYU TV, the Cougars playing Santa Clara, who we've completely overlooked, <laughs> BYU in the semifinal already against Gonzaga next Monday. Oh, my God. So much disrespect. <laughs> Jerry Keating's probably watching this going, I hate those guys. Oh, we're locker room material <laughs> yeah. for days right now. Yeah, we're the locker room material for BYU men's basketball. Exactly. I guarantee the coaches will. He has plenty yeah. to worry about. They lost by an average of 35. He's not worried about <laughs> us. I promise you that. He's worried about Nick Emery. Knowing Kerry Keating, he's, I think he's a good dude. He's like, you know what? They have every right to think that. <laughs> they have every right to think yet that. Yet validating my opinion yet again. What does BYU need to do to beat Gonzaga <laughs> next Monday? That <laughs> is our Twitter our question. question. I love that that's our question. At Siskin Litchie says, have more points. Points in the Zags. Okay. All right. Okay. Yep. Got one of those out of the <laughs> Good way. Night. Basically, That's make your shots goalie. and rebound. No second chances for them. BYU did out-rebound Gonzaga in that game, but 32%. Very, very difficult and to overcome. Plus 10 in O boards. So I think they kind of did that. You, you just have to okay. shoot better. Yeah. Joining us now, BYU TV analyst, former BYU basketball standout, and a man wearing the wow. conductor's hat right now. Wow. Anson Shoot. Winder. Shoot. Anson. That was so enthusiastic. It's, <laughs> it's now come to a scenario where BYU needs to win all three games in Vegas to get in the tournament. Why Why don the conductor's cap right now? Because I'm a, I'm a firm believer in, oh, in baby. the Vegas tournament this year. Um, I, I, I know we talked about it before, but Vegas is huge. And the fact that they just have to go to, down to Vegas. I know it's just go down to Vegas and put three wins together, but... It, it can be done. It's proven before they beat everyone in this league at least once. So I, I have no doubt they can go down to Vegas and win some games. What gives you so much confidence in that? Because we, I, I think we all agree that BYU can do it. But you're saying like, hey, they're um, gonna, are you saying they're going to do it? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I mean, we've mentioned it. They've beat Santa Clara, you know, pretty good. They've beaten St. Mary's. It's proven they can beat St. Mary's. And they beat Gonzaga. And to lose to Gonzaga by three Shows that hey, they're a beat, it's a winnable game. Shooting thirty two percent, thirty two percent. You know, and it was some questionable calls at the end, also, and some missed calls that you know we may not talk about or it's dive a, into. But just a friendly <laughs> hug. Yeah, I mean, and those things could change the course of a game, and it's easily winnable. Anson Winder with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, let's give that game its due credit. What what did you see? Because Kyle Collins just said, "Hey, there are positives that we can take away from the game." What did you see that was positive for BYU against Gonzaga? Um, to shoot so poorly and still be in the game is promising. It shows that you can you can still hang with the team and not doing what you do best, which Play is shooting defense. ball. Exactly. Um, of course, you'd like to see them limit more points in the paint for Gonzaga and the next time around. If they get that chance to play them again, you want to keep them out of the paint as much as possible. But, yeah, they've, they've shown that they can make a stand on defense and, and use that to kind of keep them in games. Nick Emery uh, is averaging seven points a game against uh, Gonzaga. Certainly he can play better 
Where do you think Nick can improve his game to help BYU? Because he looks like the Y factor against the Zags. Um, I think if he could use his creativity to get to the rim, maybe draw fouls on the bigs, that could that could definitely help with BYU on the offense and defensive end. Uh, I think one factor that helped with BYU on the road at Gonzaga was that Sabonis was barely playing. Mm-hmm. Um, we got them in foul trouble early. If they can do something like that in, in Vegas again to start, that would be huge. Anson Winder with us on BYUSN as we look ahead now to BYU going to the Las Vegas tournament off of a loss to Gonzaga. And Nick Emery didn't have his best game. He's been huge for BYU, hit that huge shot at Gonzaga to let the, the Cougars in Spokane, but missed a couple of shots down the stretch. So what's your take on Nick Emery and him only averaging seven points a game in the two against Gonzaga? Uh, I take this as fuel to the fire for him. I, I think that he should use this to get him going. Um, the fact that the word's kind of out that he can't, or he, he hasn't done it, you know, he's done against everybody but Gonzaga. That should only entice him to want to do it even more down to Vegas, especially on that stage where that's the biggest stage of the year. Um, uh, life's on the line in a sense because if you don't win this, you may not be going to the tournament. So to perform at the highest level on the biggest stage, that'll be a, a task that I think he can complete. Yeah, he's certainly capable of doing it, and seven points a game is probably his weakest performance against any given opponent in the league. So I, ex- I expect Nick to be uh, a lot better in Vegas. I argued that that game didn't matter. It, which sounds weird. I know it sounds crazy, but I just don't think it mattered for the reasons that I told you during the break and outlined yeah. at the beginning. Did that game matter? <laughs> um, it'd be tough to say that any game throughout the course of the year didn't matter. I think you, in a sense that if you win or lose, you weren't going to win the conference. Yeah, in that regard, it didn't matter to that regard. But to in preparation uh, for the tournament, you want to get a win. And, and maybe in hindsight, if they win the tournament, this could – be beneficial and say, hey, look, maybe the fact that they lost that game kind of sparked the so flame the and got him angry. And... because it sparked well, him. Well, Kyle yeah. said we're hungrier now because we lost. So yeah. he was feeling the other way. And if you look at it, and of course these are two different teams, but last year when we beat Gonzaga at Gonzaga, uh, you could tell they were pretty angry coming into the tournament and they, they put took it, it on out us. Tuesday yeah, night. They took it out on us Tuesday night in Vegas. So if we could have that same effect uh, down in Vegas – uh, the loss will be something that you can take. Players, <clears throat> excuse me, players' mentality. How do you overcome a loss like that? Disappointing senior night. Uh, you know, it, it's a shot at the time at a West Coast Conference championship. How do you overcome that and get to the tournament with the right mindset? Oh, it's all about your preparation this week. Um, it's, yeah, it's a game you lost, but uh, the fact that you can play this team again, hopefully in a, less than a week, is something that would would get me amped up again to to play you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't soak over this loss just because you have so much more to play for um the the season isn't over uh we byu and everyone's known for a while that we're probably gonna have to win the tournament so that's no surprise there so the fact that the tournament's here now it's just all about your preparation I forgot that you were wearing the hat for a second. I was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, he's wearing a hat. <laughs> the whole segment <laughs> thus far. Um, the, we, you guys are both touching on something interesting, which is no one's bummed that BYU lost this game. No one's bummed. Because, oh, no, no. Coach Rose is probably Because you play them in a week, and you have a chance for redemption. At-large ability was probably gone anyway. That's why I say in the big scheme of things, it just didn't really matter that much. Yeah. You can go into Vegas, you can beat them, and you have the last laugh. Like, it... Like it mattered, but not really? Like- yeah, I think you use this as a, a, a learning and teaching point for the younger guys, just showing, hey, this is a big game, and you want to play a big game like this right before the tournament to help prepare you for that stage. Um, and 
hey, if they can go down and string together some wins, like I said, it would be beneficial. BYU feels like, oh, we shot the ball really poorly, and there were some terrible calls down the stretch, and we didn't execute. If we just do maybe one of those three things a little yeah. more effectively, can't win the game. Can't yeah, you control do the rest. things you, and you lose you by three. So no, I don't feel like anyone's worried, more worried because BYU lost from Saturday. I, I don't. I think one tool that you, you know, or, or the the task that you have at hand is controlling those bigs next time around. Um, I no doubt. I think they'll shoot better uh, down in Vegas. I hope they do um, because you shoot. You know, I think they shot 32%. You said they shoot 35 or 40%, then that's a, you easily win the game. And I was so, wrong. It was 31. 31%. Yeah, so you shoot a little bit better than that. You definitely win the game. Then that's, what, a factor of one or two more threes. So, Anson Winder with us in Studio B as we move ahead to the West Coast Conference Tournament in Vegas. BYU in a situation where they need to win all three games to get into the NCAA Tournament. And how is preparing for that tournament, let's say, any different than preparing for a game in the regular season? I think it's different in the way that you have to manage your body. Um, you can't go out and kill yourself this week, and I don't think Coach will do that, just because you have to be healthy enough to play three games and prepare to play three games. I think that was uh, just going back to last year, what we did so well was that we we practiced but didn't practice hard. Uh, well, we practiced hard but not long. Um, we There were short practices, but we, we did our game plans. We kept it short. And went down to Vegas feeling fresh and, and minds were clear and we had good practices down in Vegas. And I think Coach will take that same mindset to get to the championship. And, and it's all about your focus. I think if you're focused on winning each game, taking it a, a game at a time, not overlooking uh, any team that you play, you'll get to Tuesday night and, and it'll be a good night. We've absolutely, in our Twitter question, overlooked Santa Clara today. Uh, <laughs> BYU won by an average of 35. Last year it was 28, yet that was a two-point game. Give us an idea of what it's like uh, to go into a game like that with Santa Clara again, where you did crush them and you expect to win that game. Yet, it was close last yeah. year. I think you look at your way conference play was and you beat them by so many points, you automatically assume, okay, we're going to win by 30 anyways. But you forget that they're a team that doesn't have anything to lose either. So all of your conference wins and game points scored, all that goes out the window. And you get a team that says, hey, look, we will go out, you know, fighting. And that's what happened last year in Vegas. Uh, we kind of overlooked them. And, you know, they come out hitting shots, and we, it takes a last-second shot for us to win. A couple of differences in this year's matchup, in my opinion, that will make a factor that will benefit BYU is the Cougars are coming off of a loss. And they have not lost back-to-back games all year. So the fire will be there immediately. And the desperation factor is that much higher for BYU. And also, Jared Brownridge had a running mate last year at Santa Clara with Brandon Clark, and now he's kind of a one-man show. So I just don't, as much as I want to not disrespect Santa Clara, I just don't see <laughs> any way that BYU lets that game fall. And totally, I, I've, what we've seen the past few weeks from BYU is that defensive mindset that we maybe didn't see the beginning of the year. Uh, so I think their focus on Brownwood will be, you know, you know, pretty consistent. They'll, I think they'll guard him well from the three-point line, and just throughout the course of the game, they'll have men guarding him uh, and making it hard for him to score and taking contested shots. So I don't see that being a problem. I, I would, I'd like to assume that they'll win this game. Uh, it's just a matter of not overlooking Santa Clara because it could easily be done. It, so Santa Clara Saturday, you win that. Uh, you play likely Gonzaga on Monday. What, what's it like um, pl- trying to play th- win three games in four days? And did you get, like, Tuesday night? By the time you play the game, are you tired? Because you play two games in three days. Um, I think by the time you get to Tuesday, 
your body is a little tired, but your mind is just wandering. So I think that right there can kind of carry you through. Uh, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't tired to come those Tuesday nights because we play in the championship twice. So, yeah, I've, I mean, definitely you feel it because those games are meaningful. And, and I think those are their hardest games you'll play. You'll play a different Santa Clara team. And if you play Gonzaga on Monday, you'll be, it'll be a different Gonzaga team. Everyone's going to be playing their hardest you know, to win the game. So uh, fatigue will be an issue and it just be a manage of, or a matter of, you know, managing your body and getting rest and staying hydrated and all those good things. It's interesting to see this scenario for BYU because BYU will have to do three distinct things they haven't done yet uh, in West Coast Conference play. Beat Gonzaga in Vegas, which is next Monday, one week from now, overlooking <laughs> Santa Clara. Play St. Mary's probably for the first time in Vegas. Haven't even played them, let alone beat them. And then win that tournament. You've got the hat on. I got the hat Are you on. Calling so. your, you're calling your shot right now that BYU is going to win the West Coast Conference Tournament. I'm calling it right now that they'll win the tournament. Look at that. And not, hopefully, even, not even Spencer Linton is calling a shot. And hopefully. Right now on Monday, February 29th. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm not lying and, and misleading everyone, but, hey, I think, I think so. And I'll keep the hat on until then. Or, or next time I'm on, I'll, I'll have the hat on saying, hey, we won. <laughs> I think if BYU gets through Gonzaga next Monday, they win Tuesday. I think Because so. that's the biggest test. I think beating Gonzaga what, there. It's bigger than playing St. Mary's. I totally agree. I think in, in the way that we that BYU beat St. Mary's here shows that uh, the game will be Monday against Gonzaga. Whew. BYU headed to Las Vegas. Hanson Winder rocking the turn cap. Oh, today. dude, he is absolutely calling his shot. The Vegas dude ready for Vegas. With oh, gusto. Yeah, does that have something to do with Lady this? Lady Luck will be on our side. <laughs> We've got a couple of Twitter polls, uh, or a Twitter poll out there, rather. What's your level of concern for Saturday's game versus Santa Clara? Updating. The Jerem Jinx is on, 23%. <laughs> Bring on the Zags, 77%. Yeah, people aren't scared. Come on. If you're scared, by a dog. They'll bark and let you know when people show up. Anson, don't forget the hat, man. Are you going to be there? Oh, yeah, I'll be there Saturday. Just don't forget the hat, okay? I won't. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the <laughs> only guy in the, fans, in the stands with the conductor hat on. <laughs> we're gonna, we'll put that on Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, we need to find we're, that. We're going to take it down there. We'll take the hat okay. down yeah. <laughs> Up next, big deal, no deal on BYU Sports Nation. That happened. Welcome back on a Monday, sports friends Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision, live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation will be live from Las Vegas starting this Thursday, Friday, a special Saturday edition, Monday and Tuesday from the Orleans Arena, our second home with the BYU Store uh, and uh, Desert First Credit Union. So we actually have four homes. Um, <laughs> In Vegas. It's going to be fun. So hang out with us uh, starting in, uh, Thursday in Vegas. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Men's basketball lost to Gonzaga on Saturday, 71-68. The Did, Cougars, didn't matter. <laughs> the Cougars <laughs> are the three seed in the men's tournament in Vegas. They play Santa Clara Saturday at 4 Eastern. That game will be live on BYU TV. 22nd ranked women's hoops lost by 18 at Gonzaga Saturday, 73-55, snapping a 16-game win streak. The ladies still the number one overall seed, and they await the winner of Portland excuse me, Pacific and Pepperdine in that 8-9 game. Second-ranked men's volleyball swept both matches against CSUN over the weekend. BYU now has a school record 10 straight sweeps. They've won 30 sets in a row. It's good math. 
Ron Sakafusi performed well at the NFL Combine yesterday, running a 4.87 in the 40. That's faster than Spencer, and he thinks he can run as fast as Bronson. He finished in the top five among defensive linemen in the three-cone drill and the 20-yard shuttle. Bronson should run a faster 40 than me. Yeah, but you said 4.940. He ran a 4.87. I was a 4.9 still counts as a 4.99, okay? Oh. Yeah. Yep. Wah, wah, <laughs> no, wah, that's, that's wah, legit, wah. man. 4.9 means 4.9 No, it doesn't. Sub 5 is what you mean. Let's play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. Number one. Relive it one more time. Big deal, no deal. BYU's loss to the Zags on Saturday. No deal. Game didn't matter. You have to go through them in a week anyway. Even if BYU had won, they'd be the two seed. The only thing that mattered in that game was BYU would be wearing a white jersey instead of a blue jersey against Gonzaga. BYU has to beat Santa Clara, and then they have to beat Gonzaga anyway. If they had won by 100, wouldn't make a difference. Lost by 100, wouldn't make a difference. I've changed my tune on this. I think it is a big deal, but that's because BYU now has the knowledge that they have to win three games in Vegas to get in. There is what are you no talking about? discussion. The head coach There's, came in here on Wednesday last care. week and Joe said L- it wasn't a real option. Joe Lenardi had him they were gonna get on in, his page before the Gonzaga game. Had they beaten Gonzaga, they would have won six games in a row, and would be close to a top 50 RPI. Of course it mattered, but no, it's a big deal because BYU hasn't lost back-to-back games. They've got the fire. I think this is the thing that propels them. It gets them that much more hungry to go win in Vegas. So they needed to lose to get hungry? Say, there are positives that can come out of a loss. They were hungry anyway. It there didn't matter. They were come, hungry. can come out of a loss. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Nick Emery averaging seven points a game versus the Zags. How is this no deal? This is a big deal. If he it, it, Nick didn't really score up there in BYU one, but if he was better in both those games versus Gonzaga, and he's a good player, he's been fantastic as a freshman. What is he? Sixteen a game, um, potentially the newcomer of the year uh, in the conference. I, I think Jacko of uh, LMU will get it. But if Nick Emery is better, this is a big deal. If Nick Emery's better. It's not uh, these aren't close games with Gonzaga. BYU wins both and by I don't know 8 or 11 or something if he kind of plays his normal game. I say no deal because who hit the biggest shot at Gonzaga? It was Nick Emery. Kyle Collinsworth consistently in the second half it was at the at rim. Nick Emery when they had to have that three late. Guess what? The freshman hit that shot. And it doesn't matter what he's done in the previous two games because they're over. What matters now is what he does in the next Exactly. Games. The last game against Gonzaga didn't matter. So seven points a game against the Zags? Who cares? It's all about what lies ahead for BYU. He's no, got to play better. Number three. Big deal, no deal. BYU women's hoops loses to the Zags by 18 in Spokane. I want to say, say no deal because BYU was already the WCC champ, number one seed and everything. But it's a big deal. They've never been within 15 points in Spokane. That, that's a big deal to me. And BYU uh, gets knocked out of the rankings. It hurts their NCAA tournament seeding. BYU was in the mix, I don't know, maybe uh, at hosting uh, the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. I don't know if that's in play now that they lost this game. They may have to go on the road now and their lower seed. So I go big deal. Yeah, this is a big deal for all of the reasons that you stated. I, the biggest by one 18? for me, teen. The biggest one for me is the seeding line. Yes. Yeah, if BYU loses that game by two, maybe they're like, eh, okay, they lost by two. BYU had a two point lead going into the fourth quarter and were outscored by twenty in that last frame. That's really tough, and so I think this does affect seeding. 
obviously hurts to get knocked out of the rankings. So, yeah, it's it's a big deal that they still have not won in Spokane. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer, three DNP KRDs in a row. Huh? That, that is, did not play Kurt Rambis' decision. No deal. I didn't expect Jimmer to get a lot of run with this team. The uh, narrative with him was, oh, management you know, brought him in, Jimmy uh, from Carmelo Anthony. He wasn't going to get a lot of run anyway. So he has that one shot, he made the three, and he's played two minutes. Two days left on the contract, one game tomorrow. No deal. This is a big deal because it's Jimmer. Jimmer Fredette's involved. He's the Tebow of the NBA. It's a big deal. Knicks fans, no, I don't give him blue goggles. BYU loves them some Jimmer, and yeah. they want him to get a shot, and he just hasn't gotten it. So, you know, early on I was defending Rambus, like, okay, hold the phone. It's game one. You know what? Now he can be the villain. Go ahead. Attack Kurt Rambus all you want because he's not even going to. The management wanted, to have, wanted Jimmer to have a tryout, and he's not even getting it. Nope. Why sign him if he's not going to get a chance? Number PR, five. PR. Big deal, no deal. Bronson Kafusi's combine numbers. I wish I could go down the middle, but we have to choose big deal or no deal. I'll go big deal. He was top five in two categories. Four, eight, seven is not the worst. I think that was top ten as well among defensive linemen. So I, I think that he didn't hurt his stock. I don't think he helped it a ton. I think that people see him for what he is, which is a kind of second-day draft pick for BYU and a team. Bronson Kafusi did what – People expected him to do. His 40 was good enough. He's long, all kinds of length, according to the NFL analysts that were uh, uh, analyzing the draft combine over the weekend. So, yeah, I, it's, a bit, it's a big deal because Bronson did what he was supposed to do, and he maintained he's going to be drafted, which is awesome. There's no way that that's not a big deal. Yeah, he'll, he'll be drafted on day two and not day three in my opinion. Brady Industries, Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations, sponsor of Big Deal, No Deal. What do the Cougars Need to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday in the West Coast Conference basketball tournament. They need to beat Santa Clara for a Spencer. Send in your responses. BYU Spring Football, by the way, starts tomorrow. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out live in Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights airing at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. We'll be live from Las Vegas later this week, starting Thursday, the West Coast Conference Tournament, BYU TV, ESPN, broadcasting those games. The women play Friday on BYU TV at 3 Eastern against Pepperdine or Pacific, and then the men play Saturday at 4 Eastern time against Overlooked Santa Clara. Less than a week away from the West Coast Conference Tournament, and we are now joined by Reno Mahe on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, new running backs coach at BYU. Reno, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. What's the feeling like as you get ready for spring football? Ah, it's been um, busy. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's been busy. So busy is good, though. We're all pretty excited. Um, just having fun and can't wait to get back out there on the field tomorrow. So, um, again, busy, busy. But uh, enjoying it, enjoying every minute of it. A lot of the excitement around the running backs in particular is about Jamal Williams. What can you tell us about his progress so far? Oh, man, what a smart kid. Um, All my running backs, and I don't know if it was just because I was a knucklehead back when I was here, but I always thought we were always like the, you know, just the guys that – 
I don't know. They're really smart, um, and they, they impress me with uh, their intelligence. But even more impressing with these guys is, man, these guys give a lot of effort. Like, they go fast. You know, we're talking about just walk-through, and, um, we're, you know, this is just walk-through. And they go 100 miles an hour. It's like, guys, walk-through, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and so at least if they're going to make a mistake, they're going to make it 100 miles an hour. Reno Mahe with us on BYU Sports Nation, new running backs coach, former NFL guy, now taking on the coaching role. Reno, what's been the biggest change for you going from a player's mentality now to your first ever coaching responsibility? Um, There's just a lot of different nuances of coaching. A lot of people will probably assume it's football, 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 but there's, you know, you've got the recruiting aspect of it. You've got the the school aspect of it, and primarily here at BYU, that um, there's a lot more to it, making sure that everyone, like, for example, that we got to get all our kids, all their endorsements have to be in, um, the ecclesiastical endorsement. There's a lot of different things you deal with here at BYU, and you're trying to get all those things, you're trying to get all those things done with these kids, and um and then it's kind of fun now. You, you get to start doing football things, X's and O's, and and then you get to start learning what's going on in um, in Coach Detmer's head and what he's trying to what he's trying to do as an offense, what we're trying to establish, and then it's something that us as position coaches have to pass on to our to our specific players. You know, this is what he's looking for. This is what we're looking to do, and this, you know, on this play, and and so. All in all, at the same time, you know, you got a head coach like Kalina that's making it fun. It's, you know, it's not just all work and it's not just all play, but it's a nice balance. There's some real playmakers in that room with you. Uh, what's it going to be like to have seniors, Jamal Williams, Algernon Brown, and then you have sophomore Squally Canada, Riley Bird, among others, in, in that group? Yeah, so back when I, when, I was, uh, when I was in Philly, I remember asking my running back coach, um, Ted Williams, um, what are, what's hard about coaching? What he likes about coaching? Probably my second or third year when I was in Philly. And one of the things he said to me um, was, well, coaching is pretty simple. You get the players, you know, your job's easy. You don't get players, you don't work your butt off. And so fortunately for me, I got a lot of players. And so they're going to. So you're not going to have to work your butt off. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I'm going to have to work my butt off. I always tell these guys, man, you guys are going to make me look good. (laughs) And so, part of it for me is, you know, having to gain these guys' trust, um, gain their respect, you know, and 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 help them, you know, do everything I can to where I can help them succeed in whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, You know, it's like something I talked to them about today. Um, that I care more about effort and hard work than I do about how intelligent they are. Like, if you can, you know, that's something I'm going to focus on. If, you know, if you're giving me effort and you're getting better, that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I, I'm not looking for, you know, the book smart kid, the kid that's smarter than everyone. It's not the how smart you are, but I just want effort. And these kids, there's a reason why they're here. Um, they have the ability. Um, you know, I'm just trying to kind of pass on what I've learned. And, and a lot of it is they'll play faster, they'll play harder if they know what they're supposed to be doing. 
Reno Mahe. You can follow him on Twitter at Reno Mahe. Played five seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles, now the new running backs coach at BYU. We learned recently that Francis Bernard will make the switch from running back to the defensive side of the ball as a linebacker. What went into that decision of moving a guy that proved himself at the running back position last year and now is going to be a linebacker? So um, that, that's something that kind of came right when I first came on staff. Um, I had caught wind that he was wanting to play linebacker. And, and I'm more of the mindset that I want these kids to do what they want. You know, it's, we feel like he's a good enough athlete that he could play on either side of the ball. And if that's what he wants to do and that's what he wants to try out, we're still in spring. And so he, that's what he wanted to do, and that's what he wanted to try out. So I said, okay, by all means, I, I supported him. Um, the linebacker coach was excited to have someone of his skill set over there. So it was, you know, for me, it's we've got we've got you know plenty of guys in in that same you know you got Algie, um, you had Ie, you had Braden Elbakri, so you got guys and. Um, it made it easier for me. <laughs> One less guy that I have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's certainly a lot so, of talent in that room, and, and moving him to linebacker maybe gets him on the field a little more. Who knows? Uh, f- final question for you, Reno. What, what will be the emphasis for the offense in this uh, spring camp? Um, I think a lot of that is just we're going we're gonna to try to establish an identity. Whatever that identity is, um, well, we're going to establish an identity and, and we're going to emphasize teamwork, protecting each other, uh, working together, and, and learning what Coach Denver has in store for everybody. So I'm not trying to give you guys too much secrets. <laughs> yeah, don't give us everything. We want some intrigue here, man. Save something. Give us something to talk about later. Yeah, that, that's just fine. Reno, it's great to talk to you. Good to have you back at BYU, and we'll see you soon. Hey, anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Reno Mahe on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. And talking about engaging personalities and energy, Reno brings it. Sounds like he was out of breath the whole time. He was running a marathon Like he had been running, there. yeah. That was a one-beep interview. I, I just want to point that out for Blaine Fowler's not sake. Not bad. Not bad for his first yeah, go-around. Yeah, his first uh, phone interview, one-beep. Yeah, it was pretty good. Also not bad. We're one day closer to BYU playing football. Down to the Wildcats. <laughs> 187. Oh, you gotta, you gotta give me that thing. Me that. You gotta work on that, man. You threw me off the first time. I got through it the second I know. time. Well, you're a seasoned vet. <laughs> but the Gonzaga game Saturday still didn't matter. When you did your saxophone, I was totally out of my game. <laughs> Veteran or not, oh, that was ugly. The whip hits next. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem, whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Cougars lost to Gonzaga Saturday, 71-68. The Cougars are the three seed in the men's basketball tournament in Vegas. BYU plays Santa Clara, who we overlook Saturday, 4 Eastern on BYU TV. Anson Winder broke it down earlier in the show. Also, Zach Selyus received his LDS mission call to Des Moines, Iowa. He leaves May 18th. Women's basketball. 22nd ranked BYU lost by 18 at Gonzaga, 73-55, snapping a 16-game win streak. 
The ladies still the number one seed and will play the winner of Pepperdine and Pacific Friday at 3 Eastern, also on BYU TV. Volleyball. Second-ranked BYU swept both matches against CSUN over the weekend. BYU is a school-record 10 straight sweeps. BYU plays two at Hawaii this week. Cougars in the NFL. Bronson Kafusi performed well at the NFL Combine yesterday, running a 4.87 in the 40-yard dash. He finished in the top five among defensive linemen in the three-cone drill and 20-yard shuttle. Baseball. Won three of four at Sanford over the weekend. The Cougars are now 7-1 and one on the season. Track and field. They lost a game? Just kidding. BYU <laughs> has 36 season best set at the MPSF Championships. 36. Nice. That included Zach Blackham, who won the high jump with a jump of 2.20 meters. Both Blackham and Shaq Walker will compete in two weeks at Nationals. Jimmer! The DNP KRD for Jimmer. He has one game left on his 10-day contract. Fire Rambus! Gymnastics. Mackenzie Johnson Halliday recorded a 9.875 season high on vault. She had three season highs. BYU scored a team high 195.75 in a match against SUU. Karma in effect. Softball. Split a pair of games on Saturday, getting a 7-6 win over Fullerton, dropping the second game to 12th ranked Missouri, 16-6. Tennis. Men scoring a 4-0 win over Gonzaga on Saturday at home. Hey, at least somebody beat Gonzaga at home on Saturday. Oh, come on. At least one Cougar team. <laughs> come on, man. Okay. Yep. Let's go next. Golf. <laughs> the men's, men's golf team uh, begins competition at the Southwest Jones Invitational at Pepperdine. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 37-3 over ah. in the Honda Classic. Rugby. That was it. BYU beat Air Force 80-8 in their home opener Saturday at Southfield. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. And we're going to give a special shout-out to Kyle Brown, a BYU pole vaulter who unfortunately sustained a facial fracture at his eye and a concussion. His mom, Sean, tweeted the following yesterday, quote, Thank you for the prayers and fasting for Kyle Brown. Miracle vision and brain appear undamaged, end that's, quote. That's great news because that really is scary. So best Man. wishes to Kyle and his family and track and field for that matter. Kyle, get better, my friend. Our Twitter question today, what does BYU men's basketball need to do to beat Gonzaga next Monday? At Mama Lindstrom says, don't ever expect fouls called. Play through it and don't look back. It's true. WCC refs, man. Our elite tweet of the day at Bell underscore four says, put the orange rubber ball in the metal ring a lot of times. Okay. Okay. Thanks to our guests. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Fernando.